0: Welcome to the Draft Doctors Fantasy Footy Podcast with your hosts, John Crockett, Steve Fizz, and the Statesman. G'day everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors. We are celebrating, that's right, we are raising the bat. state so or a cricket reference on our 450th episode. Love that cricket. I know cricket's happening. I mean, you must be excited. It's a bit of a milestone and i don't know do you follow the cricket like i don't know
1: um i i used to um in in a big way to be honest but uh ever since that south african sort of bit what's that four years ago would have been 2019 or something like that i i just haven't taken that much interest to be honest so i I don't watch the 50 50 cricket I, i don't watch really much of the the Test cricket, the World Cup keeps everyone at work talking about the World Cups, even the, the women's soccer and all that type of stuff. And I'm just oblivious to it all. I, I went and started some different interests in my life that um, weren't always evolved around sports. So, uh, yeah, it's not there 100% of the time. So um, I, I do take an interest in the um, uh, the BBL because it has a fantasy element to it.
0: Yeah, speaking of those other interests, how is the rub-and-tug scene in Darwin?
1: It, it's magnificent. Uh, uh, I'm looking for a shed as we speak. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you play? When was, how, sorry, how many times of the 450 shows have we made a reference to a shed? Probably a few, but more.
0: Yeah. it's really brought on the last few years. How, how Did you play AFLW Fantasy?
1: Yes, yes, I did, yes. Did you win? Uh, no. Um, and I'll give some kudos to to Warnie here. He set up a a fantasy podcast and I was in a mad rush with my work, uh, with a, with a lot on. So I didn't get the prep time. And what I didn't do was listen to the podcast prior, which in, in hindsight I should have done. So I set up my year on my base knowledge, which I will say is reasonably good. Um, but, um, what I didn't know was about some of the player movements. So, Uh, a gardener for those that are in aflw fantasy gardener i didn't pick her in my forward line and obviously um, realized that as a big mistake round one um and there are a couple of others like schultz who was um gun young ruckman for port adelaide Uh, i didn't know about her and went erin Hoare, who's um 31 year old ruckman at base price who scored really badly, you're talking average 40 versus, you know, an 80 average. Um, so I started off really poorly, but I, I flew home um, and was listening to the podcast warning, so well done, thank you, keep that up and happy to be um, a guest at any time because I'm a huge avlw fantasy fan, as he knows. Um, but, yeah, I'll make sure my preparation's a lot better next year. But finished 639, I think it was, Um after a poor start so i flew home um so it was great fun really enjoyed it a little less pressure than the afl men's fantasy which um obviously has a, a a bit more sort of um structure to it and a lot longer um this was a um short sharp season that was actually really enjoyable three trades really good so well done to the afl fantasy team It was a really good product I really enjoyed it and only if i uh only if I uh, had my shit together at the start, I potentially, as it proved, um, could have, should have uh, won a hat and that would have been great. Yeah, don't give Warnie anything, mate. Fuck that guy. Um, no, yeah. Him and his Blink-182. Yeah. How much shit did you cop for that?
0: No, Probably not as much as I thought I would after i Well, to be fair, I was I was wise. I was wise, Stato. <laughs> I've learned something in over the years because I knew he listened to the pod and I'd be like, man, Warnie and the Warnettes will be after me. And I deleted like five to ten minutes of podcast where I was just bagging the shit out. Well, <laughs> and, <even laughs> <still, laughs> and even still, there, even still, I got a got a got a, a photo of Warnie and he giving me the finger. Yeah, and, and the shirt with his, yep, yep. you know, and nothing says punk like a finger up with a fucking grey beard.
1: That's, that's <laughs> as punk as it gets. Blink one. Can I say how a blink one eight two
0: punk? What are they rebelling against? The price of hair gel.
1: I reckon you should have a crack at blink one eighty two in two more years' time when he's forty four and actually see if he still responds <laughs> <laughs> can, can can I also say I was expecting a bit of uh, rock set hate to come rocking back at you.
0: well they can't they can't hate the quality, mate yeah, fair enough. Uh, anyway we're talking we're talking fantasy. this is a fantasy football podcast we're eight minutes in. yeah. We're yet to mention the subject. Yeah. What are we talking about? We're doing Uh, our top 10. Top 10. Way too early overall top 10 AFL fantasy ranks. AFL fantasy being the super great platform that it is. Uh, And now look, obviously structure, the league setup is going to determine some certain things. Like if you're in an A-team team team league, um, Rucks probably go earlier. If you're in a two Ruck League, you know what I'm saying people, you, you, you're you listening to us in uh, what month is it? November, you know what it is, you know what the score is, so this is just a general top 10 AFL Fantasy Ranks, Stato why don't you kick us off at, um, why don't you give us your last three, so give us 10 9, 8
1: uh, It'll be uh, Led Zeppelin, Deep Purple so we're still on this subject aren't we yeah Yeah, well, hey, look, Uh, if you're talking at the bottom, Led Zeppelin are there, man. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. Um, So uh, here I'll just give a breakdown that um, I ended up going a bit of a straight bat here. So I I took it on a 10 or 12 league uh, team with the old structure of 5-8-1-5. That's where I decided I'm going. So uh, I'm predominantly filled by midfielders. Um, so that's that's where i've gone i've tried to search for a forward but until i know the positions i find it really hard because i think they're getting thinned out so in 10th i went jordan dawson um yeah so he was on averages fourth or fifth fourth okay um fourth highest in average. In oh, sorry, I should go. My apologies. You're right, fifth. I had total points, my apologies. Um uh Tim Taranto, uh At who nine. Was eighth, Yeah, who was eighth last year. Oh, buddy, um, this is gonna be a good show. <laughs> yeah. Uh and Jack Steele, um, who is coming from a, a fair way back. Uh, but I feel it was the body more than anything else.
0: Yeah. Love it. Love it. I'm, um, I'm with you on Jack Steele. I got him in at nine. Why? Um, Like, I- I'll just, I'll spill the beans right here, State. I've got Tim Serrano at number one. Why do you?
1: Whoa.
0: I don't even think it's a hot take.
1: Whoa. Why
0: what do you have? coach? So what?
1: But... This is this is where no I... no is that is that the theory you are going on it's a new coach he... and you're just going to back the midfield pig in
0: I just feel like after the break like something happened he maybe got a bit of a nick um, but he was clearly just blowing everyone out of the water through the first fourteen rounds of the year yeah it's um, fair and I come I look at this with Richmond who else have they got
1: Jacob Hopper played twenty two games yeah yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um
0: yeah. I I look at that team and there's just no one there. They're like that I look at that midfield and I I I'm so unconvinced by anyone who is lining up there. He is the inside outside player. He's one of the I mm. understand, my my concern is he's one of the worst kicks in the game. Um Yeah, which
1: therefore he's not going to get a tag.
0: Yeah, that's the that's the part you love. Uh but I I just don't think they have anyone and yeah, he's just fair. such a ball magnet. We've seen him score year in year out. Um, when he has the role, I can't imagine they're going to go away from him. So I'm I'm con- convinced on Tim Serrano. It's I think it's a bad year to have the number one pick though.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think he'll go number one for for certain reasons. I know we all fall into this. Uh, they were the number one scorer last year, sort of scenario. So that that that'll have a little bit of concentration on what's going on. Um, Yeah, I I don't dislike the call. I I knew going through this list, so I'll be honest here, Clayton Oliver isn't in my top 10. Yeah, I don't have him either. Um, So when we're saying this, I I had to sit there, Errol Goulden's not either, I, I had to sit there and look and going, I can't have a top 10 without Tim Taranto for the majority of the reasons you said, um, but I honestly didn't consider him for that top three position. And and there's someone at three that I maybe can just swap over. But I, I just like what I'm seeing.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Happy to – Hey man, that's why we're here. I think it's a like I, I look at this year, and I I really feel like depending on who we get in the forwards, like I've got, um, Brody Grundy lists as a forward
1: on mine. Yeah, I've got if forward. Uh, Funny uh, recorded the pod pod earlier tonight and Louis went through the data and believed his, and I haven't checked the data, but believed his um, time on ground was in the 70s and his CBA results were 50%, so him and Gordon 50-50. So if that be the case, he can only have 20-something percent in the forward line. yeah. Yeah,
0: we'll see. We'll see. Um, it's going to be an interesting one.
1: Mm-hmm. It will,
0: and and Petrarch is probably the same. Yes, he's probably the only other one that I I looked at uh, a tweet from Frico who said he's at thirty percent heading into the finals. The finals are going to dictate it, and his CBA's Ooh. in the finals were thirty six percent, seventy five, and fifty. <laughs> Fifty four. So good luck. Such a borderline. Good yeah. luck. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. Um I can't make heads or tails. It sounds like you'll probably just miss.
1: Yeah. So we might sounds have a like
0: bad it. forward line year. Sam Flanders could be your number one forward, people. Yeah, that's if he gets it. Ah, oh, he's fine. He's fine. Don't worry about it. Sam Flanders' is the name of Don't worry lips. about him, mate. Anyway, let's let's move on to your seven six five.
1: Uh, I've got Zach Merritt, uh, and I struggled where he fits because he could really be anywhere between 2 and 10. Um, so his ceiling shone out again around uh, 23, 146. He's just got that ceiling, but we also know he's likely to be the one that gets attention at times. Um, at number six, I've got someone taking another leap up, and that's Nick Dacos. Um, I just really like what I see um, in his football. He's just a freaking magnet, um, and I keep—I just keep seeing him moving up. Uh, again, there's going to be attention. Uh, and number five, Andrew Brayshaw. Wait, I feel like we've think missed someone here.
0: Oh no, we did seven six
1: five. Yeah, okay, Andrew Brayshaw. Andrew Brayshaw. So I actually think he had a quite a poor year compared to the the year previous and I think there was he started the year with some some injuries but um, uh, finished off the last three average of uh, 118 so back end of the year started to look pretty good again so um, I, I think he's just going to keep pumping away and, and a little bit like a few other players where his disposal isn't brilliant so he's not going to be the one that gets a lot of attention uh, I think that'll go to Sorong. I, I think Sorong's the man that they'll start shutting down. And I think it just means Brayshorts is going to become a bit of a fantasy gun.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I um, I had Zerud in at 10. Uh, I feel like that team got a bit stronger, so it's probably not great for his output. I had Dacos in at 2. Uh, I feel like he's got defender status and he's going to be head and shoulders above the other defenders. Correct. Yep. And I had Brayshaw at three. So let's go through the five, four, three ranks. Stato, what do you got for us? Uh,
1: well, I'll just give you the four and three because I already did my five in Brayshaw. Oh, Brayshaw, so, yep. Uh, number four is Marcus Bonten, Pelly. Um Look, absolutely outstanding year. And it gripes me that in... Um, that in um off-brand i was battling all preseason season bont and mcrae um thinking one of them will go really big i went with a guy that i didn't think would will get tagged who ended up being the guy that didn't get cbas um, and bont and pelly just exploded 117 second highest averaging player in the competition um you know what uh I feel those that have a superb year um, that just a lot more pressure comes on. So I I could see that happening, but look, he's just got a massive ceiling now, hasn't he? He's just shown that he can just kill it. Um, So I couldn't avoid him being in the top four um, and can also accept that he can be one, two or three. Yeah, I got him at eight. I just,
0: don't see him replicating those tackle numbers. Despite the fact I love him. I think he's a fantastic player. Had him ranked two in super coach last year. He's a machine. I just mm. I just don't see those tackles backing up, which is gonna drop you from hundred and seventeen back slightly. But I don't have a qualm
1: with him where he's yeah. getting. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Number three is um, a player that I just think is just starting to to show us what he can do. Um, Back end of the year, he he got even better than his start, uh, to be honest, and that's Tom Green. Um, I just think he's the number one linchpin in that midfield moving forward, Um, and I think he's going to be an absolute superstar, 116 in his last three, Uh, 111 average, got in the top 10 scorers this year. Um, and I just think he hits another level.
0: He's probably my hot take that I don't have in the top 10. Wow. He, had, he averaged 32 touches a game. How many do you think he gets?
1: Uh, I think he starts getting a lot more marks around the ground. So that's the one weakness in his score build, and I think that starts to build. Yeah, He'll learn I'm, to spread better.
0: I'm less convinced. I think they're going to add Finn Callahan to that midfield, and I reckon he's better than Callan Ward.
1: Yeah, and So we'll,
0: we'll see. We'll see. I'm just not yep. convinced. Not to hate the oh. player. Think he's a fucking stud. Struggled with where to put him. Um, when you said, oh, I found this pretty easy, I was like, God damn, I'm fine. <laughs> it's
1: really hard. I, I, I found it easy to pick the the 10. I'll go through the list that missed out. Um, and there's reasons for it all that you just go, yeah, that's why it wasn't easy to fit him in the team." Where I struggled is where are they at? Yeah, sure. Fair enough. Which becomes a drama at at draft night. But this is it, it's sort of a year where you want pick 5 or 6. Oh,
0: I want I want 8 in the 10-man league, 9 10 in the 12. Yeah? Yeah, that's that, fair. That, I always want to be 3 off or 2 between me and the end.
1: Yeah, I, I just think that's this is a year where it's a little bit more unclear. Yeah, sure. And and because we've got new kids coming on the block, where would you
0: like? I, I look at th- the classic one is North Melbourne, right? And LDU and Sheazel, mm-hmm. I could easily see one of them being in the top ten.
1: Yep, agreed.
0: But I'm not, conv- <laughs> I'm not convinced. Yeah, yeah oh, I want yeah. one of them, but I don't.
1: Know what it's gonna be. Yeah, if if you get if you get one of them in round two or potentially early round three just happy as pig and cheddar.
0: Um 100%, 100%. Yep.
1: Yep. All right, so you, number 2 or number 2 and 1?
0: Yeah, 2 and 1.
1: All right, number 2, uh I've got the highest averaging player from this year and the reason he remains in the top 2 is I don't think he's hit his ceiling yet with the best is yet to come and that's Tim English. Yep. Yeah, pretty clear. Yeah, yeah, he's fine. I had him at
0: five. I just want... um, And the reason being I have him at five is the average is fantastic and he can easily replicate it. But I feel like if I get Max Gorn in round three, I'm not that far behind. Or even if I get someone at the end of the draft, what I make up for it is... you, you, You see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yep. But I, I sort of go the captain. If you've got captain option, why not pick the guy that's going to be top two, top three scorer for the
0: year? Yeah, if you've got captain option, it's a big difference maker. And yep. we found this in yep. the Listener League with the smaller teams. We played um, smaller on-field teams. I feel like like I had Rowan Marshall and yep. he, he was such a difference maker on a week-to-week
1: basis. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, and number one for me... Um, Returning back to the top, uh, had a injury impacted preseason, knocked him round a bit. Um, actually, had playing through some some injuries. So, if he has a, a healthy preseason, I'm happy to pick him at number one, and that's Rory Led. Oh, that's
0: really interesting. I had him at number four. I wasn't sure you were going to get to him. I was like, ah, Stato hates the old boys.
1: No, no. Um, the the end of the day. Uh, 118 in his last three um, managing some some injuries 114.2 in his last five. he's only 29. Uh, him and Dawson are the, the two mainstays. I was a little bit worried whether Matt Crouch will impact him but he didn't really. Um, he's full fitness. he's just uh, he's just solid. And he's just going to get you a big score week in, week out. The attention's going to go to Dawson, not to lead. So he's just the the solid number one captain option for you. Just sit there go for
0: it. Yeah, 100% agree. And even after the first month, it was 113. Yeah. So, I mean, like, he's just a machine. And I'm not yeah. convinced, like people talking up Adelaide and, you know, I know this, we did the whole bit where we ragged on Adelaide last year, but I'm just not convinced on the depth of that midfield.
1: Yeah. Especially after the Schoenberg injury. My God. So. Yes. So I'll go through the list that that I missed um, in consideration, if that's all right, Steve. Well, I would say the big difference is I had Grundy at six because I believe he has forward status. Yeah. So considered, um, and my first one is Grundy. Uh, In brackets, if forward. Uh, So all of a sudden, um, if he's got forward status, he's shifting in the top 10 because there's such a thin light layer of forward uh, that are available. So you can actually pick a captain option that's a forward. It's a win-win because you can loop back a a really strong citizen midfielder as your um, second pick. Um, Clayton Oliver... Um, I, I don't just a off season from hell for him. Um, I, I don't know how to read how he bounces back, but he could easily fit in any of those positions in the top ten. Um, and this people could say, "Oh, it's going to disrupt him." Others are going to say, "Oh, it just fires him up. He's going to be the best player in the competition." I want to see evidence before I'm picking him in the top ten.
0: All, all those sort so, of things are just like, "Oh, he's on, off contract." So he'll play good, he'll, you know you know what I mean?
1: It's just nav- yeah. narrative straight. Yep, absolutely. Um, Rowan Marshall next. Now you're talking, this is pretty harsh on who's the third highest averaging player in the competition. But with Rowan, I'm just not convinced. Um, yes, he's the pride, but, um, you know, is his body going to hold up, um, sort of has that little worry. Um, there's not too much opposition, he's... He's got the role, um, I don't know if I would go, you sort of said you, you can punt the rucks. And the only one I've got who's averaging him higher than him and I think has got upside, uh, is the only one that made it in the top 10 for me. Um, Errol Goulden, we've spoken about that before. I think he plays more outside. Um, so I don't think he's, his average is going to go up. Um, I don't think it um, regresses too much but enough not to consider in the first round. Uh, Caleb Sorong, um, outstanding year for him, but he's going to get the attention. Um, Darcy Parrish, uh, I think he's got a massive ceiling, but I found it really hard to have two Essendon midfielders there. Um, and I think he was a bit behind the mark this year. Uh, 107 was his average. Um, Taylor Adams, uh, expect him um, to be in the top two. Uh, forward positions Um, I he would go up my list if he was fully fit firing and inside mid so um, prior to round one if you just know he's CBA king and he's fully fit and hasn't missed a beat all pre-season Taylor Adams becomes a massive target for me and I think um, Dunkley needs to be mentioned um, not a fantastic year, but we, we know he's got the scoring ability.
0: Yeah, I think probably the only guy you didn't mention who I kind of like is Butters. Petrarca.
1: Oh, okay. Well, no, yep. Petrarca, if
0: Petrarca has forward status, that's fine. Uh, I yeah. mean, even without it, he's probably in the mix, really. Yeah. But um, probably Butters is probably the one I'm... And, and like I mentioned before, LDU. Yeah. I, I still what about am... Noah
1: Anderson as nah,
0: well? I, No, sh- sh- I'm not about it. Not about it at all. Yep, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I actually, this might be a hot take. I, I see a world where Flanders is the highest scoring Suns midfielder. Oh, it, it'd
1: be off-brand if we didn't talk him up.
0: He, he's the F1. He could be the F1.
1: Yeah.
0: Like in our hearts and on our draft sheets. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just wanna I I wanna talk a couple of players. Sam
1: Walsh. Uh Steve, could you do me a favor and just for the listeners, um it's uh, sunset yeah, in I've Darwin descended. Descended and in so. Portland. <laughs> uh, all I see is Blackness and a little bit of wind rustling bush in the background as twilight.
0: Mate, if you want to pause, I'll be very happy. I'll go turn on the lights. And if you hear anyone yeah, taking a you. piss
1: in the background, it's just unrelated. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> well, listeners, unfortunately, this is what you get in the draft. Doctors is a bit unprofessionalism, um, but we take that uh, as part of what this podcast is all about, 450 shows, and never showing the professionalism to our listeners that it deserves. And it's probably the reason why that we abuse our new listeners. It's probably the reason why we talk about the shed way too much. And it's probably the reason why we can hear Steve pissing in the background. Uh, All it is is uh, for the care and love of fantasy football and for our old listeners who we care about so much. 450 shows, if you've listened to them all, we do appreciate that. Uh, I think I've only been here for uh, 318 of them, um, but that's okay. I'm sure there are a couple of people that may have listened to the ones that I wasn't on. So basically, I just gave um, everyone just a real quick update, Steve, of the unprofessionalism we show and desire for at uh, the Draft Doctors and gave them just a bit of a breakdown of what we've achieved in the 450
0: shows. Well, I look forward to listening back on the edit. Um, Just for the listeners. uh, Mate, I'm professional to go take a piss mid-show, but uh, I went down to the bottle (laughs) shop. It was a a scorching, scorching 23 degrees down here in Portland today. (laughs) People were dying in the streets. And I thought, I'll nip into the bottle and grab a couple beers. Grabbed um, eight for, it was eight for 22 bucks of the hazy pails. And as I was walking out, it was a slab of Budweisers for twenty two bucks. Uh, so I've just I've just loaded up. So I'm on the tins. So there's
1: well, the seal's broken
0: back. now. Anyway,
1: what the hell are we talking questions about? Questions before we go.
0: Questions before we go. Sorry, Sato has to get to the bottle of shop himself. He is, he's thirsty. He's a thirsty man.
1: Yeah, I've I've got a night off. I've got to enjoy.
0: It. You're all drunks. We're all drunks, Mrs. Fizz says. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't worry about her. Uh,
1: Thanks,
0: <laughs> Warnie says four hundred and fifty. Lovely work. Probably a year where captains on. And this is what happens, Stato Look, we're we're still recording. We're ahead of the curve. These other podcasts, these punk freeloaders, yeah, they I come in and try answer all their questions off us. So we're put to the litmus <laughs> test. <laughs> <laughs> Where captains on versus captains off won't change the first round. More mid heavy than usual.
1: Yeah, well, um, it's interesting. I wouldn't. I would love to know your breakdown, but I'm nine mids, one ruck. Uh, I've only got the one ruck,
0: but I've got one forward and one defender at this point.
1: Oh yes, sorry, I've forgot Dakos. My apologies. If you...
0: I think it sort of comes down to who we get as a forward. I wouldn't be shocked if there was, you know, a strange a forward, yeah, yeah, like Petraka or Walsh or just you know a random person. Don't listeners like? Obviously, we know Warnie determines the position.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he controls. No, it. we're
0: not doing that bit again. I'm sick. Of that bit was bad. That was a that was... no, no. no.
1: He, don't don't walk away from it. Um, the basically the people that get the DPP are the ones in his keeper league. Uh, he's a good supporter of local music. His second part of the question: um, Can we trust Speaker No English um, with that pick one or first couple in a snake? Twenty-three games last year, but he's scared.
0: It, I actually think that that's the difference in his captains on versus captains off. I think in a captains on league, if you want to pick Tim English number one, I don't have a giant beef with it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it personally. But,
1: but without captains on the difference between your your ruck uh, eight versus your ruck one is going to be less than the difference you're going to get through your, your big midfielders forwards in the Uh
0: Ninja Spoon, if Butters keeps forward status, then there is someone I might go in the late first round number one pick I'm thinking maybe Andrew Broshaw.
1: Whoa. So I went Brayshaw five. You had him. Was it three? Three. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we're we're thinking around the same realms. Um, yeah. If Butters has forward status, he he goes to a uh, certainly another category, and he's he's knocking on that top ten. I don't think there's any doubts about that. As I said, uh, Taylor Adams. I've got just outside that. He's just god. I was just about to say he's less reliable than Butters, but they both have their injury concerns, don't they? Um, But if Grundy's forward, he just slots in there easy.
0: Yeah, that's interesting that you guys spoke about on the other show. So do they have any crop-up for forward status that you thought was interesting? Only
1: Adams, Petrarca for consideration. No, that was about it.
0: Yeah, so it could be a really lean year. So we might be... It might be a good year just to punt forwards and really hunt that value of
1: your yeah hob. Like, like we like, used to do with defenders. That's, that's why there's certain people wearing Port Adelaide jumpers that are superstar in our drafts. Wait, what? No, don't worry about it, mate. Trying to get back to a player we've talked about probably 250 times out of the 450
0: shows. It's, oh, I understand it's Matty Broadbent, but who's wearing his jersey? <laughs> yes. Who's yeah. wearing his jersey? <laughs> it was no, a broadband well reference. i think i so well picked up Steve. i think you're yes. gonna have
1: to you're gonna have to mine some gold it's gonna be the sorry I'm, you're gonna be I'm getting trying some... to i'm trying to go back to all the little things that we've uh done in the
0: 450 shows uh so taran where would taran go if he had forward status
1: yeah it's a good question capabilities His role is the question and uh, his um, being selected each week becomes part of the question. So yeah. I, oh man, less I, about I, his talent. I, hey, I, what I are you doing? Have you, have you gone to the roadshow?
0: Yeah, I had to get – yeah, I got a new mic last year. You, you weren't around, Stato. You weren't around, uh, mate. Is that, is that when I was having
1: a little hay or, hay-itis? hayitis? I think you were busy, hay-itis.
0: you know, jet-setting around the world with CEOs and shit. Russ, is every Sydney midfielder not named
1: Errol a huge avoid until late in drafts? Uh, Well, not true. Taylor Adams is a nice pick and pick early because he's got forward status. But, yeah, the rest of them, yes.
0: Stato, you've always had a bit of a rule about Sydney midfielders if they don't have DPP, avoid. Yep. Luke Parker's fine in the mid-rounds. He is. Kai... Uh, slightly off topic but how do you think the different start and strategy around how fantasy fixtures fixtures the start will affect players e.g. stacking up on cash gen players in round 0 want to get a huge wow. team
1: value early Um so so how many salary cap questions have we had in the 450 shows of the draft doctors
0: too fucking many Yeah too fucking many, Kai. Yeah. I'm sorry, mate, but um, you're not allowed to listen anymore. You're not, <laughs> <laughs> you're not allowed to listen anymore. I think, Stato, you just recorded a new pod pod. Um, yes,
1: so have a listen to that. We've got a lot of uh, classic fantasy.
0: Sorry, Kai. Um, yeah, tough, tough times. Uh, Sparksy with Steve, Steve, Steve and the Statesman.
1: Yeah, could you say what you responded?
0: Said it needs less statesman.
1: And I said, "What the fuck?"
0: Oh, I thought you were agreeing with me. Jeez, it's a tight show no, without I, it's a tight show without you, Stato.
1: <laughs> with Steve, 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 and the statesman, and you said needs less statesman. Oh, I'm
0: just going. With it. I don't. I don't see a problem. That's yeah, a problem. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Is the problem that you don't see
0: it. Uh, Surly, rather than look at the number one pick, I wonder what the biggest reaches will be. I reckon Grundy going top 10 will be a reach. Hate to be my rankings. Uh, Maybe an idea for a pod. I think we generally do the busts show or... We don't call it busts though. We call it something else because I don't like the term busts.
1: Yeah, um, you're talking... um so yes, I can't remember what. Yeah, we call it signing.
0: But, yeah, it, we do do a yeah. show like that. I'm sure of it.
1: Yeah, a re- we do a regression show.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's a regression show because we tend to do it later in the year based on where they're going in drafts. Yeah. We'll, we'll get we'll we'll do we'll do something like that. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Richie, congrats on 450. Uh, pick one, <laughs> Golden.
1: No, no, but thank you. Yeah, pick one um, in the second no, we, round. Yeah, correct. It's um, a bit of a regression coming from Errol, you would think, um, through attention and, unfortunately, role. I always, always,
0: um like clarifying when we say someone's going to score less, it doesn't mean they're playing worse football. Correct.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Real oogie boogie. Uh, Nick Dacos went from 87 in his first year to 108 in his second, only has to improve that average by half of what he did in this year, and he'll be right up there.
1: I had him at six. You had him at three. Two. Two. Yeah, so we totally agree with you.
0: I don't even think he has to improve to to be value at that point.
1: Yeah. As a defender. Um, So. So the, the next party got is um, early out there call that providing they stay injury free, that English, Romo, Gorn and Grundy will be all top 10. Um, we don't disagree with that, but when, when we're t- talking overall, um, if you can get one of those four in the second round, which I reckon is a fair chance, um, then you can get yourself a midfield captain option as well as one of the top four ruckman and end up with two players, two players out of the top 10 scorers. So that, that's the actual potential there.
0: Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I personally have gone in front of Romo or the Pride at this point. Yeah. Um, I, I'll look at the Pride and I think, Everything went his way last year. Literally everything yes. went his
1: way. Everything. Um, Even when he should have been late outs, etc. The, the the borderline things, it just all fell. So I'm...
0: I, I, I can't get... Anyway, yeah, look, they could all be top 10. Um, that doesn't mean you should draft them in the top 10. Yeah. Monk 10, top 10 rucks of... Top 10, sorry, I've just got rucks on the brain. Top 10 of 2023, probable position status for 2024, two rucks, eight mids. Even opening it up to the top 20 doesn't make it much better with the defenders coming in, Dacos, Doherty, Sicily. Uh, And as a stab, I'll say... The only ones
1: that we've got out of that. Yeah, go for it, sorry.
0: As a stab, I'll say a non-injury interrupted. Tom Green, Dawson, Oliver, and English next. Hmm. Why wouldn't they be in Well, the I had eight minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think, um, Mini Monk, you're not too far off the mark. Uh, except we both have Dacos as a defender in the top ten.
0: Oh, I think he's clearly. I'm not convinced on Doherty next year. Love the yeah, love the luck. bloke. Love the bloke. Yeah. Uh, and Sicily, the variance is just. Oh. It's it's tough to own. Yep, correct. Uh, Dangerfield. Real Adventures, does Clayton Oliver stay top five after his off-season dilemmas? Something to prove?
1: Yeah, it's a question mark. It's it's, We don't know uh, is the answer. There is the potential it goes that way. There is the potential that it um, just goes a bit haywire for him for a bit of time. Um, And and who knows when you're going through these challenges how long it takes to get through. Uh, And E...
0: Bailey Smith renaissance and has Grundy stormed into the top 10?
1: Uh, almost for me. Um, Bailey Smith, who's his coach? Uh,
0: it's that guy. It's that, it's that yeah. guy.
1: <laughs> so, so, don't know yet.
0: It's hard to trust. I don't think he's in the top 10. I th- yeah. He could be a value.
1: Um, now, I do need to go, Steve. Um, Sorry, mate. But I, I do need to ask you the question. Are you the, um, the architect of this or the, at least 50% of the architect of the Draft Doctors being on air for 450 shows? 69%. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. God bless it. Good percentage. Um, and, uh, of course, you did it for the uh, first, I think, seven, eight months yeah um, um, before um you desperately realize you needed some talent uh and you come knocking on my door uh and we've had a few people come in and out you can blame me for dos uh, I, 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 do. We blame, I do <laughs> yeah. we, we, we can blame you for cam um so uh, there's a bit of blame we can go away but what do you reckon what do you reckon's the, the highlight uh of the 450 shows or the, the stretch that the draft through.
0: I have three Ooh, I have three you. and it's all because I love sitting here and recording and talking with you guys it is it means the world to me
1: That's and I love
0: highlight. the feedback from the listeners on the Twitter but there's three very 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 clear highlights and it was when you myself Jono Cam and Doss were having dinner together in Melbourne, the Listener League draft in Melbourne, and the Listener League draft in Adelaide. Because if I've learned anything through this podcast and fantasy football and this life, it is that friendships are an incredible thing to be treasured, Sato.
1: That's great to hear, mate. What, um, you appreciate it. And I'm you? glad. <laughs> <laughs> no no. Uh, uh, I'm not That's very serious. It's in very and, and that's no, no, that, and that's, that's the only reason I
0: want to do another listener league draft because hanging out with the guys who listen to the show who say oh this thing was funny or whatever it 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 means everything to me. It really does.
1: Oh, that's good. And and to be fair, I think everyone probably realizes that um uh, this little platform uh, we don't take over seriously um, we've always had a bit of fun um, we love our fantasy content that's why we do things like the draft kit to um, promote those um, uh, the different style of the game and uh, create and probably share a little bit of the knowledge but the biggest thing we do is have fun and Um, God, I don't know how many years it's been. I think it's seven years I've been doing the draft doctor. So it must be eight years for you. Um, and it's something that generally I feel, uh, and look forward to, uh, each and every week. Um, and it's something I've loved to do for a long period of time. So, um, the, the sentiments right back at you, um, Steve. Um, except for there's one thing that I disagree with you. You said you like the listeners. Um, I don't care. For the, new
0: ones. <laughs> the, new, the new ones are the worst. Yeah, back to that, f- <laughs> back to that fateful day at the Mitchin pub the day after the grand final.
1: Yeah, that's right. My God, there you go. And um, I remember you blokes just having some deep fried schnitzels and I tried to eat something half healthy. I had a pina, and you blokes would just knock back the the cheapest beer that was on tap, um, and that probably set the tone for the rest of our relationship. I
0: think it's disappointing. Like I put it out in the group chat that we, the boys want want to come on Cam. Yeah, I'll come on. Then he got gastro, which the show does bring on gastro, so that's fine. Yeah, Jonna just let it through to the keeper, which I respect. Oh wow, just yeah. let it through. No, that's fair play. That's, yeah, fair play. that's fair play. Hundred percent. I've met that's his missus. I wouldn't. I wouldn't
1: get involved. <laughs> <laughs> no, brilliant! Um, well done to you and Jono. And um, since uh, day one when we started communicating, which uh, I'm I'm thinking was probably late 2015 um, from memory, um, you guys have been nothing but great to me and supportive. And when I've needed some time off, you've given it to me. And um, um, now it's sort of created a, a new set of friendship fantasy footy friendships so i do appreciate it too steve 100 man 100
0: love you brother anyway yeah, listeners. and
1: um and to finish off get
0: fucked steve thank you for listening to another episode of the draft doctors podcast don't forget to subscribe and review